Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a one-strap blue belt full of curiosity and so many questions about jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt obsessed with jujitsu. And today we're going to do a couple things, but the first is a little continuation uh, from the IBJJF episode that we did because there was just a tournament this weekend and there's more things to discuss. Yeah. And there's been a couple since the episode released, um, whether it was Nashville, I think, I don't know, there's one somewhere else the same day Uh (laughs) on like uh, West Coast. And then there was one last weekend in like North Carolina or South Carolina or something. So there've been a few Federation tournaments. So I've had some people message me and say, thank you so much for this podcast. Like it was so timely and it helped me so much, you know, because I went to my first Federation tournament. So we got lots of messages like that. Yeah, that was so nice. Yeah, it was really cool. And then I had um, some of them I got to ask like, do you feel like we missed anything? Is there mm-hmm. something that you wish we would have said? One girl said, uh, think about working for the event. You know, you can volunteer to be one of the table runners or the table staff or like gee check or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the this girl that talked to me said that um, it was helpful for her because she was out of town on her own and just felt comfortable knowing that somebody knew where she was. Or that she had to be somewhere. Yeah. Right? So, like, if she didn't show up for work, then they would have been like, hey, this Mm -hmm. person was supposed to be here. So, um, she felt good about having that accountability, kind of. Yeah. And then uh, she also recommended a lint roller. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, one guy. Yeah, right? One guy that was, like, in check was, like, freaking out because he had dog hair all over him. (laughs) So, I thought that was a good recommendation. I don't know that I'll put a lint roller in my bag, but I liked the recommendation. I like it. I mean, you know, having a dog, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. She likes to roll around in things. Exactly. Why why would a gee be any different? (laughs) You want to curl up with your bag before you take off, you know, like try to pack me too. No. Yeah. But I think one thing we didn't talk about was like the podium stuff. No, we didn't. So, you know, there's so many tournaments, like I know like a local Fuji, you could just walk up and get your medal and walk away. Yeah. Unless you have like the people you competed against, you know, gathered together so you can Mm -hmm. all get on the podium. Most likely there aren't actual podium picks. Yeah. But at the Federation, that's very important to them. Uh They take a picture of every single division and you're expected to be there with your division. Mm -hmm. So I know at one point in time, and I don't know if this was like a certain level, like just black belts or if it was everybody, but like if you didn't show up for your podium, you got suspended. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I don't know if that's still a thing. Um, And I, like I said, I don't know if it was just black belts or in general, but show up for the podium. It is unacceptable to throw a fit and not show up for the podium because you lost or whatever. You can stand there and pout. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but you got to be on that podium. <laughs> that is good to know because I never would have thought about that. Yeah, yeah, right? Also, you know, like it is bad sportsmanship like to not show up for the podium. If, for example, if it's like a four-man bracket mm-hmm. and, or even it could be a 16-man bracket, yeah. but there's only four on the podium and one of the third place people doesn't show up because they're mad. Yeah. To everyone else, this now looks like a three-man bracket. Oh. So, you know, like just silly little things like that, but like yeah. it, it does kind of matter. And mm-hmm. so show up on the podium. Um, you'll have to have your ID then too. You have to give them your ID. 
you need to be in full uniform, whether that's no gi or gi, depending you know, on what you just competed in. Mm-hmm. So don't have changed into no gi if your matches are the same day. And then, yeah. um, you know, then you're in the wrong uniform. You also can no longer hold things up for the official picture. So the official picture, it's just you and your gi um, or no gi. But afterwards, like if you want to take pictures holding up your team's t-shirt or a flag or anything like that for your own personal thing, typically the other people on the podium are cool for that. And then sometimes everybody like steps up onto first place and they all get one hugging each other. Yeah. So the podium is important. And then if you hit the podium, you can go straight to the person with the computer that's doing the absolute divisions. Mm -hmm. So you can hand them or open, I guess, for federation. You can hand them uh, your ID and they will put you in the open. My recommendation, so white belts can't do open, but my recommendation is if you're thinking about doing it, put your name in it because they will close eventually. Mm. And you don't want an hour later when you start to, you know. Feel better. Feel better. Yeah. Go, oh man, I should do the open. And then it's closed. Yeah. It's better to go ahead and register for it if you're considering it. And then, you know, if you decide you don't want to do it, you can go take your name out of it. Mm-hmm. But so those are just a few things we missed. We also didn't, did we talk about like picking up your t-shirt and stuff? I don't know that we did. I don't either. So Federation tournaments, you do get a really nice soft t-shirt. Mm-hmm. At some of the larger events, you get more stuff like a lanyard and, you know, whatever else like at Worlds and stuff. Um, but you always get a t-shirt for the event. So before you compete, I recommend you go give them your ID. At They're going to ask your t-shirt size and you get your free event t-shirt. So mm-hmm. don't forget that part. Okay. Yeah. You got to get the t-shirt. Yeah. You paid a lot of money for that t-shirt. You right. want that. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so I think that's all of the things we missed, but I just wanted to make sure. And thanks to everyone that messaged us about that. It was so fun to open up the DMs. Yeah. And, yeah. And we got a lot of messages that competed and said it was helpful. So yeah, we love hearing from y'all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, again, that suggestion came from a listener. Mm-hmm. So if any of you guys have a suggestion of what you'd like for us to talk about, please reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> We got another suggestion that I don't remember if I told you about, so (laughs) I need to get on that. All right. We'll go back. Maybe that'll be a future episode. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Good. Good. I like how this works. Yeah. Speaking of future episodes, we will be interviewing Emily Kwok soon. So I can't wait. I can't either. She's fantastic. So yeah. yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah. So (laughs) subscribe or follow if you haven't already. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to miss that one. (laughs) Yeah. What else is on your mind? So last week before the tournament... I was talking to one of my guys, um, knew he was nervous. It's his first tournament. And I was like, do you think you can embarrass me at this tournament? He, of course, said yes. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, you you can. You absolutely can. How do you think you can embarrass me? Mm-hmm. So let's just leave that as an open-ended question for you to start answering. I think... I think about it differently now as a blue belt than I did, especially the first competition that I ever did, which I think was an ego. Um, And I was so worried that I would make you look bad because I look like I didn't know jujitsu, which I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So that was maybe some of my own unrealistic expectations. Plus, you know, I didn't want to look stupid. I didn't want to make you look like a bad teacher because what the hell is she doing out here? She doesn't even know how to do (laughs) jujitsu. That's crazy. So that was probably my biggest concern as a white belt competing in my first first tournament. Yeah. Is that I just wouldn't look like I knew anything at all. Right. And that would 
and not that you would be mad at me. Like it was never, you're going to be mad at me. It was more like, I feel like it's my job to make you look like a really good teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, And what about your teammates? Were you worried that, you know, you'd let them down because they helped you prepare or anything like that? No, but because I also knew like I was competing against them too. That's true. So it was different. It wasn't like going to a federation, like one of the bigger tournaments. Um, You know, I knew that I was going to be going against them, which was great from a comfort level anyway. Yeah. 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 Even though I still totally got smoked. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting too. Like some people absolutely do not want to fight their teammates and Mm -hmm. some are like, there's just comfort in that because like we roll in the gym every day, you know, so it's easy to go out there and just have fun and kind of, and the egos were always more lighthearted and I mean, there was definitely some intense competition, Yeah, but it was always a good time. Yeah. It was so fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so some of the other ways that my student answered this is that he was saying, you know, I could crap the bed, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, I could tap immediately. I could, you know, just go out and be terrible at jujitsu. Yeah. You know, whatever. And I said, there's only one way you can embarrass me at a tournament. Now, technically, I think there's kind of two ways, but one that we're going to focus on. Okay. <laughs> I'll give a quick, the second way is missing weight. Uh, Just because for the most part, I don't think there's a good excuse for it. On occasion, on Mm -hmm. occasion, we're women. So, you know, on occasion, (laughs) (laughs) there could be a good excuse. Right. But in general, like be realistic about what your weight class should be. Don't expect to, you know, drop 12 pounds in the next two weeks or anything like that. Um, And there's ways to cut the last bit of weight if you need to, like, for the most part, there's just not a good reason mm-hmm. to not make weight. So then, but that instance, it's kind of just a like personal embarrassment that we don't have to like really go into much more. Yeah. You know, like nobody yeah. else cares. You might get a little bit like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. But it's just that twinge of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. The real embarrassment comes from bad sportsmanship. Yeah. Yeah. That might have, I might have had a twinge of that too. Just because... I get, I'm so reactive Mm -hmm. and I think I've worked through that somewhat, like I'm better, but in the moment, like I hate to lose. Right. Right. Hate it. Yeah. And so like, for me, I know what you mean by Mm -hmm. reactive, but like for our listeners, what do you mean by feeling like you can be reactive? Uh, Some of the words that come out of my mouth, (laughs) I'm not even going to say because then I would just have to beep them out later. (laughs) So there's that. And then just like if I lose, especially if it was something that, you know, like I felt like I was going to go out or like if it's just one of those like really fast things, yeah. especially if I tap really fast, then I'm just like, what happened? And then I'm just mad at myself and I don't want to be around anyone. So I'm like, just get me the heck off of this mat and let me go in a corner and sit by my mean little hateful troll self. Yeah. And I understand that. Like, yeah, we've all been upset with how it ends or, you know, like whether it was a ref decision or something you got caught in that maybe you've been working on defending or you had never gotten caught with that before or anything like that. So we can all have those moments, but it's how we react. You know, like, and you can even have that like yeah, <laughs> like that moment of like, gosh darn it, <laughs> gosh darn it, ding dang it. <laughs> um, but 
after that, you, you stand up, you fix your gi, you let the person's hand get raised, you shake their yeah. hand, you shake the ref's hand, you go to the podium. Yes. Like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, at the last Nashville Open, I witnessed a black belt being a terrible sport. And I can't even remember why. He didn't like the ref calls, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But he was throwing stuff. Oh. And I mean, like, just throwing a fit, screaming and yelling. And I don't, I mean, I know this guy because he's Mm -hmm. a black belt, so he's been around forever. But I was just like, I would be embarrassed to be his student. Yeah. Like, I I just would feel terrible. Like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want that as my coach. Right. And then from the coach perspective, like seeing a student do that. And I've had students in the past, you know, like knock a chair over, whatever, just throwing a fit. And Mm -hmm. that's embarrassing. That's, you know, what I was telling our class afterwards, because we did witness some bad sportsmanship this weekend. So I've been like making a speech about it in every class. And what I tell everyone is like, the reality is no one's going to remember your matches. You're going to be lucky if you remember your matches, (laughs) right? Like nobody's going to remember it. Win or lose, for the most part, nobody remembers. Yeah. Everyone remembers when you're a bad sport. Yeah. Like the whole teams, both sides that were around the bad sportsmanship that I witnessed over this weekend will remember that mm-hmm. forever. Every time that girl goes to compete, they're going to expect she's going to be a bad sport. Yeah. Like that's just, that's how it is. And I remember everyone who's been a jerk to me after matches. Yeah. You know, like I once competed against a friend. I would say, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, not like close friend, but like yeah. we had definitely trained together before we, you know, friends on Facebook, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I beat her and it was a rough decision. Yeah. And, um, she was so mad about it. She didn't want to get her picture taken with me. She didn't want to be on the podium with ah. me. She like, I mean, was really upset. She wrote an article about how she didn't think I should have won. Oh my she, gosh. You know, like just on and on and on. And eventually, things cool off. But like for a year, she was just a jerk continuously Wow! and would post about it over and over. But man, don't leave it in the hands of the ref. You know, like you never know what the ref saw versus what you felt. Mm -hmm. You don't know. So, but I'll never forget that. Like where I guess I'm pseudo friends with her now Mm -hmm. because time marches on. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'll never forget how awful she was to me after we competed. Yeah. And like, there's a girl that wrestlers fought many times or she's at least fought her once, but like they've been in the same division many times. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have no respect for that girl because Mm -hmm. she's just rude continuously. And I don't mean rude in the match. You know, like if you're aggressive in the match, like, I mean, that Denuza chick I fought last year, that girl was aggressive. You know, yeah. like she really came at me hard. Yeah. She wasn't rude to me. I mean, in the yeah. match, yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. like you can say, you can say, you know, like, but it's jujitsu that right. it's how you act afterwards. And yeah. afterwards, well, she kissed me on the cheek. She was so sweet. You know, yeah. like, yeah. that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's the mm-hmm. bad sportsmanship afterwards. Yeah. That is the only way you can really embarrass me. Yeah. Other than that, I'm proud of you for the work you've put in. I'm proud of you for getting out there. You know, we had like 17 people go and watch our couple of competitors this weekend. Wow. So like, you know, you can feel like I don't want to embarrass you in front of all of these people. 
or embarrass my team or anything like that. But like, we're all on the sidelines. Yeah. We are not in the arena. <laughs> right. You know, like you're the one out there putting it on the line. I am proud of you for that alone. Yeah. How you act afterwards is important. And so just so we to clarify, it was not my students that <laughs> had the best sportsmanship. But it did like since it was so funny that like we had talked about it last week mm-hmm. and then we witnessed it and it was like, yep, we should probably talk about this a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a bad sports story. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. So it was the 80s, kids. The <laughs> 1980s. A very long time ago. The late 1900s. Yeah, the late 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was in the sixth grade. I was playing YMCA basketball. And at that point, there were no girls teams. There was just the boys team. And I was the only girl. So I'm playing this game. I'm having a not very good game. I'm super competitive. And my shoes won't stay tied. So I'm already in a very bad mood. And I bend down to tie my shoes. And the ref says to me, didn't your dad teach you how to do anything other than ride horses? And I'm like, don't you talk about my dad. And I go off on the ref. Sweet little sixth grade me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm yelling at this referee. um, Not knowing that the ref grew up with my dad. Had no no information, right. no backstory. I just thought, I am defending my dad. <laughs> defending his honor. Defending his honor. <laughs> I got in so much trouble <laughs> when I got home. Like, even before I got home. Uh, because of my little outbursts, I had to miss the biggest party oh. of the year for sixth grade. But I learned a very valuable lesson of just keep your mouth shut. Like... Just be cool. Yep. You can be mad, but you got to be yep. mad to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And always ask your dad before you compete, does he know the referee? <laughs> you know? How did the referee act? Was he like laughing or was he eventually he was like, like, okay. shocked. <laughs> oh, and then I had to go apologize. Right? Yeah, because, you know, that's what you do. And I was like, oh, man. But he felt bad, too. He was yeah. like, I shouldn't have said that, you know, you didn't know. He felt familiar with you because he's familiar with your dad. He thought, yeah, kind of teasing your dad a little. Did your dad teach you how to ride horses? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) I just wondered, like, you know. (laughs) And play basketball and shoot free throws and all the things. (laughs) And tie my shoes. And tie my shoes. Yes. Very (laughs) well-rounded. Very good. But that experience stuck with me for a very long time. Yeah. And kind of talking about, like, arguing with the ref a little bit, that's what I'm there for, right? right? So as a coach, Mm -hmm. like if you don't agree with whatever happened in the match, Mm -hmm. um, whether that's a ref decision or, you know, points that should have been scored or anything like that, but if you don't agree with how it went, it is my job to question the ref. You know, Mm -hmm. it is my job to call over the head ref and watch the video, whatever. Not always are they going to make a change. You know, they might be like, well, sorry, that's, (laughs) them's the breaks, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it is not your job. And as a whole, like, this is nothing against anyone, but like, the refs are going to probably be more respectful and more, um, you know, willing to listen to the black belt coach than they are the white belt that is questioning them. Yeah. So just as a, you know, like, doesn't matter what tournament it is, whether it's Federation or your local Fuji or whatever, 
just that thought of like, if you have a problem with it, let your coach handle it. Let them decide how much they're going to show their butts. But you know, mm-hmm. like, right. that doesn't mean you have to show yours. Yeah. I've decided now when the day comes that I do compete again, I want you on the sideline dressed like Kim Mulkey, the LSU women's basketball coach oh, with yeah. the feathers and, okay, and all the sparkles. Fully, fully willing to wear the outfits, yes. but not the shoes. No, you don't have to wear the shoes. That woman wears <laughs> spike heels the whole time she's running around the basketball court. It's coaching. impressive. It's amazing. I can't wear heels to the office over there. Like <laughs> It's very impressive. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to wear the feathers and sparkles and okay. anything like that. But the shoes, I okay. draw the line. The the feathers and the sparkles might be enough to get me to compete again. <laughs> <laughs> Bet I'm here for it. Okay. I'm going to show up so fancy. Uh, you heard it here first, friends. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be random pictures of me online mm-hmm. of like, what is this coach doing? And I'll be yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. I'm here for my student. Master's for Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> this is not about you. This is yes. about my students. <laughs> All right, friends, we have a plan. <laughs> Love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Anything else before we wrap no, up? No, I think that's it. Like, it was just a few extra things that, you know, people suggested we mention. And yeah, the talk of bad sportsmanship. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for those suggestions, friends. Absolutely. Thank you. And feel free to message us anytime. Yeah. We get messages about all kinds of things. Like, how do I pick the right gi? How do I handle this training partner? Like, all kinds of stuff. And, you know... Together, you know, like that's kind of a cool thing about us. We're at a very different level. So we can kind of go, you know, from our own perspective and we're absolutely here to help. Yeah. Something else that I want to know, because I've noticed we're getting more international listeners. Yeah. But even if you're not international, share an episode that you're listening to on social media, tag us and let us know where you are in the world. Because I think it's really cool when we get those messages and somebody's like, yeah, I'm not even in the U.S. Yeah. They still managed to find the podcast. Or just message us and tell us where you are and where you train because it's really cool to know like there are actual people. Like right. it's not just a download number. There's an actual person listening to this. Exactly. And it just, I don't know, it makes it really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like from a lot of our listeners' perspectives, they kind of feel like like we're their friends, right? Because yeah. like we're in their head right now. <laughs> They're listening. They're laughing along, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe talking back. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and people come up like at the tournament. I had a couple of people come up and introduce themselves and say they love really? the podcast. Yeah, definitely. <gasps> Why I didn't get a picture with them. I don't know. I'm so sorry. Please remind me when you say <laughs> like, yes. re- remember, AJ, you said you wanted a picture when I said good job on the podcast. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, but like, you know, you feel like we're friends. We would like to be friends, like yeah. introduce yourself to us. So this can be a two-sided friendship. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have an uh, on the mat tip for this week? On the mat. I mean, it could just be, you know, be a good sport in the gym too. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not for the most part winning or losing rounds in the gym. Like you might be keeping track of your score or something like that because you are preparing for competition, but the people on the mat are not your competition. Right. Um, So make sure that you're being a good sport in the gym and not throwing a fit if you lose or not going too hard or trying to rip something off because you were down or anything like that. So be a good sport. All right. And my off the mat tip for this week is listen to the latest episode of BJJ Mental Models with Emily Kwok. 
it's so good. It's about abundance and scarcity and that mindset and how it not only affects our jujitsu, but everything else that we do in the world. It's so good. And as we said before, make sure that you are subscribed or following this podcast so that you get the episode that we are going to record very soon with Emily Kwok as soon as it comes out. Yeah, yeah. I love her. She's so prolific. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about her is when you come to camp, which if you don't know what we're talking about, rolemodelswanted.com, R-O-L-L, obviously, because we do jujitsu. We have a camp July 7th through the 9th in Indianapolis, Indiana, which I recognize is not a huge destination spot unless you like the Indy 500. Um, <laughs> but um, come to camp, Emily's teaching, and you are going to get so much more than just jujitsu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We we talked last time because she taught at camp in 2019, and we were like, we should have written down a lot of her quotes and then just hung them all over the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's yeah. our goal this year. We're going to write down all the prolific quotes she says, and then we're going to make signs and put them around the gym. Yeah. You're going to have a killer Etsy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Yes. yes. We were joking about that. Uh, Mariah was talking about Doing that with some of my quotes, because I say stupid stuff, though. I'm not prolific. <laughs> I am dad humor. <laughs> you know what? There's space for all of it. That's right. You got to be able to laugh, too. Exactly. Um, one of the things they wrote down recently that I said was, I don't enter the guard square. I'm too cool for that. And they thought it was hilarious, which, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, friends. Thanks for tuning in. Hang out with us on Instagram at... Uh, <laughs> we are there at Beauty and the Gee podcast, and you can find me at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go. We're also on the TikTok. Yeah, there I'm role model. <laughs> yeah. You, d- you don't sound very excited about well, that. Well, I just, you know, I just said everywhere you go, but I guess I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on, on the, the mat. mat. Beauty and the Gee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company. And brought to you by Role Model Grappling.